Welcome to the Fully Delighted Podcast, a hopeful and helpful resource from South Mountain Community Church, a multi-site church in Utah. Each week we will be hearing from our staff as we explore what makes SMCC unique, as well as what it means to be fully devoted and fully delighted in Jesus Christ. We hope this podcast can be a helpful resource for you to take your next step with Jesus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fully Delighted Podcast. My name is Kyle Henderson and I actually get to serve uh, as a campus pastor here on staff at SMCC, uh, one church, multiple locations all throughout Utah. Uh, And I am joining you today. uh, Our uh, normal guy in the chair, so to speak, uh, is on a little staycation getting ready for um, his baby to come. And so uh, that's Adam Jones. Uh, I get to be here, though, today with two of my favorite dudes uh, on staff. Uh, I'm going to start with the guy on my right right here, uh, Trevor. Uh, you are our pastor of teaching and discipleship. Yeah, excited um, to be here. Extraordinaire. And then to my left, a uh, good friend of mine, my boss, uh, Eric Nelson. Who's only for a few more days. Only for a few more days. That's true. Yeah. Adam, Adam will be my boss uh, soon. So To the listeners who don't know, we're always uh, working on the structure of our organization to be as healthy, as strong as, and as possible. And starting on July 1, Adam will step, step into an executive pastor over campus ministries position. That's so right. It's how, been a great ride, Kyle. How does the, <laughs> it has been a great ride. I've had my almost three years here. I've had now it'll be three bosses. So, All right. Yeah, a boss a healthy, year. Healthy boss. It's a healthy transition. Uh, what's the process uh, for you to discipline me? Like, is there enough time for you to discipline me? Or will you have to hand it off to Adam? Or no, I got a lot to tell you in the okay. next two weeks. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, we're, we're back again for those of you guys that... Uh, maybe you're listening for the first time. Um, you can always go back through our catalog, uh, catch up with us. We're journeying right now through uh, Paul's letters to the church in Colossae as we discuss something we've been discussing on weekends uh, called bad faith. And so yeah. we get to read through that. We'll be in Colossians 3 today. Yeah. Yep. Chapter 3 today, chapter 4 next week, and then we'll wrap up this series or season of the podcast and be back uh, in the months to come. Um, but Trevor, real fast before we dive into Colossians 3, which is a foundational chapter for yeah, our church. I agree. Uh, how's high school camp going? You're the main <laughs> teacher up there, speaker. Yeah, it's been fun. Do they understand your jokes? What new words are you well, using? I've had to do some cultural research are you the sussing things? Weeks, you sussing so things out? You out of pocket? You know, I mean, all these phrases. It's, it's bussing. It's okay, bussin all right. There, so that's been great. <laughs> he, was, he was referencing video games, but unfortunately he was like, you know, talking about Super Mario World and stuff like that. So, no, what I yeah. did, what I did is I actually went back to Call of Duty Modern Warfare yes, 4. I, Greatest war game ever created. That's true. That's and true. better than Goldeneye. And I was, I, I would say better than Goldeneye. Oh, is Goldeneye wow. a war yeah. game? No, it's not no. a war game. It's a spy so. game. It's the only game I know. <laughs> and uh, I was like, Fortnite would not exist if not for Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Four. True. And Amen. that got a strong reaction. All right. So. Yeah. 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 Well, that's fun. And then you did the gritty on stage, right? Yeah. Do you know what the gritty is? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it or you didn't do it <laughs> i didn't do it okay all right the kids would love you do the i just want to i just want to be accepted there we go so. yeah that's cool I'm, I'm gonna get up there i think thursday yeah. maybe carpool with you kyle yeah, and for sure. thank our leaders and our staff and yep. and be there so yep. hopefully that'll be fun it'll be great yep it'll be great all right colossians 3 let's get into it um okay. just as a as a review um Paul had never been to the city of Colossae. Epaphras had planted the church, who was a disciple of Paul. Uh, Epaphras is facing some leadership challenges, mainly Jesus plus other things coming in and encroaching on the goodness of Jesus and the goodness of the gospel. And so Paul's addressing these things in chapter one by talking about the supremacy and preeminence of Jesus um, in Colossians two, beginning to guard against anything creeping in, and especially in the form of rules. They don't need to add anything in. Jesus is all that they need. And right. so that was last week's podcast. That was chapter two. Today we're into chapter three. And um, I'll just 
you know, set it up. This chapter is all about uh, identity and what identity produces mm-hmm. in the life of a Jesus follower. And so at SMCC, when we talk about authority, identity, and activity, those are our three ways or the three markers <clears throat> of talking about devotion or discipleship. Those three things, the order is crucial. The order is crucial. And Colossians has given us that order. Jesus is supreme. He is our authority. That's Colossians 1, leaning into Colossians 2. Authority leads to identity. This is who you are in Christ. That's Colossians 3 now. And then from 3 into chapter 4, we see activity. Mm. And the hope is that the preeminence of Jesus, the supremacy of Jesus, would be integrated into every facet of life for the Colossians. And so when we talk about identity formation, when we talk about who we are in Christ, and then that leading to a changed life, Colossians 3 is what has taught us that as a church. And uh, bad faith gets that backwards, putting activity before identity, good faith or the gospel always puts identity first. So that's where we are in Colossians 3. Great. So let's get into it. Okay. Uh, you want me to start with one and go one, one through four. Yeah. Four. We'll do it. And, And as I was, as I was going through this and if you're reading along or you're in your Bible, just circle identity phrases or identity language when it sets up as an identity statement you have to camp on that yeah there are some things in here that sound like behavioral statements and and they are but when most people especially raised in religion read them they immediately go into the rules of religion the behaviors of religion and skip over the identity passages but that's a mistake yeah Absolutely. And so for those listening to, we usually read out of the New International Version. So we'll start Colossians uh, chapter 3, starting at verse 1. The Apostle Paul says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Yeah, and so three identity statements emerge just right there in that small paragraph. Since you have been raised with Christ, that's something that is true of the core you, if Mm -hmm. you're a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's one of those statements. The next one uh, is in uh, verse 3. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's another identity statement. Who am I really? Out of all the desires that swirl around in me, what is the core thing that's true of me? Mm That's the second identity statement. And the third identity statement's in verse four, when Christ, just to make sure we're clear, Colossians, yeah. who is your life? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot get this wrong. Your life, the things that are most true of your life, the core you throughout all of life is all wrapped up in who Jesus is. Yeah. When he appears, you'll be with him in glory. And so that's uh, in just those few verses, we see three identity statements. Mm-hmm. And then of course, set your minds and set your hearts is the invitation to focus on your identity. Yep. Think about your identity, dwell on your identity, meditate on your identity, appreciate it, celebrate it, yeah. um, and that's all right there. So that's uh, how Colossians 3 begins, which matters because identity formation is kind of all over the place. Yeah. And I'm reminded of that this month, you know what I mean? There's some interesting things going on in our culture, you know, mm-hmm. that that are pushing an identity pathway. So Trevor, how do you walk through identity formation and all the misinformation that exists around these swirling things that we could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think first off, you can just start by kind of surveying the different approaches to identity formation that are out there. That was what uh, we did on Sunday. And I thought that was really helpful looking at kind of modern and, uh, you know, kind of typically Western approach that that approach to identity formation, which is no one can say who I am. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I define that for myself, my identity, my value, my worth, all of that. 
Um, but then the other side of the coin would be more traditional or typically Eastern, which says, um, you know, th there are structures outside of me, people outside of me who say who I am, uh, and I live within that. So the one has total freedom, uh, but also has a tendency to produce a whole lot of anxiety, a whole lot of depression, a whole lot of um, not actually feeling grounded in mm -hmm. your identity, mm. whereas the other... Uh, you have a more groundedness, but you have no freedom, like no ability to actually change your circumstances. Yeah. Traditional sounds restrictive, void of passion, right? But modern is uh, exhausting. It's, yeah. it's a whole different type of oppression if I have to justify my own life by proving I am somebody mm -hmm. and trying to level up constantly. It is exhausting. There's, a, there's actually more pressure, right. more pressure there. So I had some fun in the message. I'm just curious, guys. Uh, Kyle, you preached this message. I yeah. did. Yeah, yes, cool. I did. So at the beginning, we talked about the incoherent desires that swim inside of our lives. You know, I basically started with this phrase, just be yourself, which we hear all the time. Yeah. Just be yourself. I heard it most recently in Bluey. My kids played that song for me over and over again. Just be yourself. We say it constantly. But the reality is, is there's a lot of things about me that might be my, my true self. And how do I, how do I know? So I said, I wanted to be, you know, a pastor and I also want to be a tattoo artist. Yeah. That, that is not going to work together. Right. <laughs> right. You don't want right. to yeah. start tattooing people yeah. in the lobby. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what are some of the desires you guys have, like in contradiction inside of you? Yeah. I, so <clears throat> I could, for the longest time, I said uh, my ultimate uh, dream has been to been like, uh, be like a sports coach, a professional All sports right. coach. Yeah. So, nice. You uh, do coach baseball. Wait, you, baseball. you basically just realized that dream in a mini way last night, right? Coaching all-star baseball. Coaching all-stars. My son scored the winning run, jumped Ooh, into my arms. It was yeah. great, guys. It was no, no greater feeling. Uh, but, you know, so... But I also know how taxing it is on on families. I've I've heard interviews of coaches, and so that's the dichotomy of like, yes, I want to be a pastor. You know, same example as yours, pastor or coach. But even then, it's like I could go and do something where I'm traveling across the country every single weekend away from my family, yeah. or I could be with my family, be present. How would you even start to be a baseball coach? You just wake up one day, I'm going to coach I joked, the Dodgers. So I joked. I joked. Uh, I was really nervous going into this first game. We're playing All Stars this whole week. Uh, and I, I, I joked that uh, my wife was like, why are you nervous? It's you know, This is ridiculous. I was like, the Dodgers are going to have scouts there. <laughs> They're going to be there to watch and pick their next coach, you know, so this, this right. could be me. You never yeah. Know. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of want to try. I might have to resign pretty soon. Yeah. And, uh, well, you'll have to tell Adam, your new boss. <laughs> Don't tell me. I'm just kidding. Uh, I kind of want to, you know, see if I can uh, make it out of the PGA Tour as well. There I'm, we go. I'm even wearing a golf shirt today just because I'm feeling yeah. golf. I would be your caddy. <laughs> okay. I, would, I, would be your, I know All nothing right. about reading green during like that, right. but I'll be your caddy. So. Trevor, just, what about I you? I hold the bag up too. So which, which one <laughs> which do you one want? You want? <laughs> the, this long one? The short one? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There have been different things. There was a stint where I wanted to be a musician. Uh -huh. uh, went hard at it. Turns out not a whole lot of natural talent mm, there. Darn. Um, yeah, I would say being an author, something that I've had an interest in for, oh, yeah. uh, even from like childhood. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It feels like... Um, you know, working already in something where we create a lot of content to then try and create more content on the side is like, I'm a little, I, I just need a, I need a break. Yeah. Over, con <laughs> yeah. over contented out. Yeah. That's over right. content. <laughs> create. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And I think it's just really important to recognize in the Western world, um, people are not in identity crisis left and right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think this is at the heart of, um, the gospel is understanding your identity. I heard Tim Keller say before he passed away, if I could preach on one thing more than I did throughout all of my ministry, it would be on identity. Yeah. And um, that's always really stood out to me. Yeah. And um, so this is a big part of who we are as a church. And that's why Colossians 3 goes out of its way to set up identity first, 
then here comes activity. Right. Identity first, then here comes activity. So if there's a sin problem in your life, at the heart of the matter is probably an identity problem yeah. in your life. Yeah. And we're going to flush that out as Colossians continues. So let's uh, let's keep doing that. Yeah. So uh, as Eric said, uh, verse 5 right here um, is if you just started reading verse 5, you would be thinking, oh, okay, these are all things that I have to do. These are the right. list of the bad <laughs> yeah. the bad things in my life, the rules I have to I have to clean these out of my life. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's important to always read before, see the context, see where Paul is going or any author uh, in, in the New Testament. Uh, so three verse five, uh, Paul goes on to say, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid, must, must also rid yourselves of all such things as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or under, uh, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Yeah, let's let's pause there. Um, th- once again, if we're reading this, looking for identity language, not what are the what are the things I need to get out of my life because I'm a bad person. If we start with the identity stuff first, you see it over and over again. The things that belong to your earthly nature. Mm-hmm. That's a previous statement. That's a previous identity, yeah. right? It's yep. a statement about an identity that you once had. Uh, you used to walk in these in the life you once lived. Okay. My old identity consisted of these things. So once again, another identity statement. He goes on with some more behavior. Take off your old self with its practices and put on the new self. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once again, my old identity was about justifying myself. My yep. new identity is I'm justified by him. Justification mm-hmm. means to prove that you're somebody, yep. to prove that you're worthy. And without God justifying you, you are left to either justifying yourself, which ends up being someone outside of you telling you that your behavior is amazing. Right, <laughs> it's your right. performance, but yeah. it's still an outside voice right. justifying you or your family, your tribe justifies you um, in a more traditional society. Um, but uh, now I have a new self and that new self is justified by Jesus. He mm-hmm. says, I'm somebody. And then in verse 11, Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. Those are all previous, those are all possible identities that existed yep. in the first century. Yep. And Paul's saying none of those identity labels are true of you anymore. They're no longer, they're no longer the uh, metric for evaluating your worth yep. anymore or your belonging anymore. Yep. There's something more now. And so, um, you know, these are all the bad examples. The next sec- section of verses would be, the, the good behaviors, the good examples yeah. that, of, of what should flow out of your new identity. But I just made this point, and I didn't have time to process it Sunday, but I basically think all of those bad behaviors, we could go through them one by one if we wanted, all of those bad behaviors are the outcome of you trying to justify yourself. Yeah. So if you don't have an identity in Christ, you're trying to justify your own life, meaning determine kind of who you are right well you're going to slander somebody else because that's the one way to feel like you're more valuable than Mm -hmm. others i want to feel valuable so i'm going to slander some somebody else agreed okay if i have more material things because i believe i have to justify myself then i must be worth more because my possessions are worth more right you could go through this one by one bad language okay i like to tear somebody down or i like to use my language to show how powerful i am yeah that's all an effort to justify yourself yeah i'm convinced that every sin in our lives is the outcome 
of trying to justify your own life. Mm. And then when you realize you're justified by Jesus, he says you're somebody, he says who you are, he yeah. names you, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, I no longer have to get my justification out of others. Then I sin way less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty of the identity before activity thing. Right, right. Does that make sense? That makes I'm like sense. pumped yeah. up on this right yeah. now. I just, I go, I go hard on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting that he has like the anger, rage, malice all right together. And uh, it just gives a sense that, like the Colossians, he's addressing a lot of the theology that was wrong within them, uh, within the church that was causing these issues, the conflict among them. And I feel like right there, the way he pairs those three words uh, in connection with each other in succession is giving an indication that the theology is giving way to conflict and strife among them relationally, that Mm -hmm. that's what it's producing. Mm -hmm. And... uh, so, yeah, it, it doesn't just impact yourself personally, but it plays over and it flows over into community as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, then he goes into some good behaviors that Jesus followers should have. Once again, though, not as a get these behaviors and then you'll be good with God. It's because you are good with God. You right. are justified. Yeah. You are in Christ. Your life is hidden with him. All those statements have been used already. Now, the fruit of our life should be these things. Yeah. So let's read verse 12 through 14. But... Once again, it starts, I just want the readers, I want the listeners to look for identity language, statements that are true of the core you. Yeah. And we're going to see them. Yep. Uh, So the Apostle Paul continues on in uh, Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people... Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah. What is there for? Therefore, you have to ask yourself, <laughs> what is that there for? Because of all your identity stuff. Yeah. As God's chosen people, circle it. That's There's, an identity statement. Yep, absolutely. Here comes a, here comes two more. Me and Eric I, like both looked at each other at the same time. Ding, and ding. had our ding, ding up. Uh, <laughs> that sounded <laughs> weird. Therefore, I'm just going through. I'm going <laughs> forward, going. guys. I'm going forward. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Yep. If I am dearly loved and I've experienced the righteousness of Jesus placed into my account and therefore stand before a holy God, I can be loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can be forgiving. Yeah. I can live at peace yeah. with people, which is about to come or in perfect unity. Perfect, you know, it doesn't mean moral perfection, right? but uh, mature, mature unity. Yeah. yeah whole and, and I almost wonder with this, you know, section, Paul kind of hammering home this point that you could almost extrapolate if you do not have your identity come first, then it's almost like this stuff just isn't possible. Like even if you Ooh, yeah. attend church, even if you, you know, but if you're not naming, letting Jesus name you and having your identity come first, then it's five through 11. Yeah. Is, is well, how you're gonna you know, live. that classic passage, um, Trevor, you, I'm sure you, you've got it memorized. You can give me probably the verse address, but uh, <laughs> your your good works, your righteous deeds are filthy rags. You know that one? Yeah. Do you have it? You don't have to have it. I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't, I don't have it, um, but I think it's Isaiah. Um, but uh, point being, even, so if you're still trying to justify yourself by doing good religious things, like being humble and forgiving, yeah. they actually become twisted mm-hmm. and they're not healthy things anymore. It's false humility. Yeah. It's I'm acting humble so I can justify myself. Right. And if everything I'm doing, even good looking moral things are to justify myself, right. then I'm being so selfish. Yeah. I'm using those people to justify myself. I'm, I'm using God to kind of justify me. Like I'm going to act humble. I'm going to act like I forgive. I'm going to bear and be patient. I'm going to do all this. 
But if all of it is an attempt to justify myself, then those good deeds, so to speak, become very ugly deeds. Yeah. And that's not good. This might be jumping ahead too much, but uh, there was a point, a quote uh, from Ty Cobb that was made uh, in the message. Oh, baseball this connection. Weekend. Baseball connection. There we yeah. go. Uh, and I think, so I, I had a, a pastoral mentor who used to say there's a difference between giving someone a cup of water and giving someone a cup of water in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I think this, you know, what you're saying is, because people might be wrestling with, well, how do I know if I'm, uh, doing it for the right reasons. How do I know if I'm living this stuff out, if I've named, let Jesus name me first and I've identified there first? Um, and the reality is, to that quote from Ty Cobb is, I, I don't think about it, I just slide. I just slide. The most, the people, you can probably think of people in your life who stick out to you most, who love people, who are compassionate, who, um, yeah, maybe sure there's sometimes you have to think about it because, mm-hmm. you know, people who need grace, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. need a lot more grace and, uh, and you got to work at it. But for the most part, those people, they just do. Yep. It just emanates from who they are. Because they, they've set their hearts and their minds yes. on things above. Yes. And that's the invitation yeah. at the very beginning of the chapter. And then they don't think about it. They just do. They, they just, just serve. They just love. They just live. Like yeah. Ty Cobb, he just slides. Yeah. Doesn't think about all his variations that he could possibly be doing. He just does it. Yeah. And I think that's what Paul wants the Colossians to get to. That's what I want our our folks to get to. It's what I want to get to is like, you know, and I don't think we're ever there fully because I think there's still always a place for discipline, uh, spiritual disciplines to be precise. However, the things that used to be like, I'd wake up like, don't do that today. Just stop. Just don't do that. They've drifted away over the years. And the only thing I can think of that's caused that is not that I had more energy applied to my moral lifestyle. I put more energy into understanding my identity. Yeah. So and that changed things. So I think if someone listening is thinking to themselves, is that me? Like, am I in this trap? Like, if you're thinking, do I do this? Then you're probably not thinking, I have to do this. You're you're probably like, now you're just playing the game of, okay, I gotta. Now you're starting to fall into that route of like, I gotta do the right thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. just just do. Yeah. Just let the peace of Christ dwell yeah. in your heart. And, and and if you grew up in religion, if you grew up like kind of OCD about religion, um. There's a term called scrupulosity that's being used. That if you're so scrupulous about the religious rules, the wait, just slide thing feels so yeah. willy nilly. It feels so lackadaisical. Like yeah. we are almost irresponsible for right. telling people that. Right. Or um, what Paul says next sounds irresponsible. Whatever you do. Yeah. Like you throw out the whatever. Right. My daughter says that to me. I'm like, that's disrespectful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever, dad. Paul's going to use the whatever because he understands that if your gospel identity is rock solid, mm-hmm. truly whatever, if you're a teacher, you're a business leader, you're stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, if you're a pastor, you're a missionary, it do- Trevor just taught on this, It there, you can honor Jesus right where you are, mm-hmm. and that's where Colossians 4 is going to go. Yeah. So um, I love that. Yeah. Should we pick it up in 15 and get to the end of the section? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so uh, verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And here's what you mentioned, Eric, mm-hmm. verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Yeah, in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's not like, make sure when you pray, you say in the name of Jesus, which I always do. But it's not like... Yeah. uh it's not like this rote thing where you go, okay, I got to be doing this like in the name of Jesus. It means with the identity mm-hmm. he has gifted to you. Yeah. He has named you. Yeah. And when you live out that identity, you are doing things in his name. Yep. And that's that's at the heart of, of this. And and so like when they say don't take the Lord's name in vain, you know, 
I don't think it's dropping the GD, although that's probably disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's to minimize and make small yeah. all that he's all that he's done. Yeah. You know? So um yeah, whatever you do. Uh, Martin Luther had the quote, love God and do as you please. Remember that one, Trevor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do that? Is that your lifestyle? That's how I, that's how I live. That's how you live. <laughs> I just slide. That's, that's, on, that's I, on your shirt right I now. had a really good... You seem like you just slide. I, yeah. I had a really good all-star baseball coach in Little League. Yeah. I'm kidding. I wasn't on the all-star team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it is really funny. So I'll, I'll throw out the Rosemeyer family. Uh, I saw them. They played for the Riverton team. They called me over, and I was like, I was wondering when I was going to see someone. Do from, they go to our church or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah they oh, go okay. to South Jordan. Sorry, they go to South Jordan campus. Uh, I was wondering when I was going to see someone, and I was like, man, I, I do this. I'm, I consider myself a, a pretty level-headed coach. I don't get crazy, I, uh, but I'm like, this is why it's important to mm-hmm. just like because I have let Jesus name me because I that's where my identity lies. Um, I don't think about it. I don't think about not saying that mm-hmm. stuff. I don't think about, uh, but uh, I saw them and I was like, okay, this is good. <laughs> you were living out your gospel identity on the third baseline. On third baseline. I saw the video. The, that's right. You're living you out your gospel identity. <laughs> I, I live it out in the hockey locker room. I mean, yeah. I try as best I can coaching yeah. my 10U team, yeah. you know, and, yeah. uh, and in my neighborhood and yeah. um, not on the freeway. That's where it's off limits. Oof, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> that's hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyways, and, and then here's what's so interesting. And I kind of want to cue this up to build some tension for next week. Then verse 18 Read, read verse 18. <laughs> uh, wives, submit yourselves to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. All right. So a couple of things. What a hard turn. I mean, where did this come from? It's yeah. like total detour. Yeah. I was so enjoying the majestic beauty of the preeminence of yep. Christ and my identity that emanates from him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden wives submit. You're like, what in the world? What an anticlimactic. And I was, as I was writing this series, I was struggling with how do I write chapter four yeah. uh, or message four in the series from chapter four, because it has this anticlimactic feel. Yeah. Um, so come back next week, join the podcast next week, because we want to make sense of all this. But I will just say, if you're following along in your Bible, you're like, you guys are leaving off today at 18. Why didn't you take us all the way to four one? I just think it's a bad chapter break. I think the NIV probably should put the four up above. I'm not sure why why they didn't do that, um, but I think it makes more sense. So we'll get to the instructions you for mean, integration. You mean the, the Apostle Paul didn't have like chapter. He didn't have the numbers. Four. In there. He didn't. Oh man, that's yeah. news to me. He kind of expected us to read it all at once, <laughs> right? You know? Right. right yeah. <laughs> we, which we did a couple weeks ago. I think we all did where we read uh, a passage of Colossians one. Right. We were all read we, together. We, yeah. we Some did. Of our campuses wasn't did. the whole. Wasn't, wasn't the, the whole letter. Wasn't the whole thing. But it was kind of in in tune with what they would have done in receiving this letter from Paul, which I thought was yeah. really really cool to try that. Yeah. Do that. So. so you know, just to wrap up and go back to the identity thing. Identity um, is your sense of self. It's your sense of worth. Yeah. Um, in Western culture, there's a lot of desires that live within us. Western modern culture says you're your deepest dreams, your deepest emotions, you're what you want to be. And I just think that's a very harmful approach to helping someone form their identity. What what ends up happening is um, you still lay a filter over your life from the culture around you. And that filter allows certain parts of you to come out. And that's really, really scary. Trevor, you said it the other day. I don't know if you remember this. I was going to text you to get your quote because it's so good. We were having lunch out back and you made this statement about how in modern culture, if acceptance is your highest value, you will allow the most accepting community to identify you. Do you remember how you said that? Are you tracking with me? Kind of. <clears throat> um, I don't remember exactly how I worded it. 
Yeah. It, it was it was so <laughs> profound. I'm trying to get you to jog your memory. Um, I've got camp brain right now. Okay, summer camp, summer camp brain. You're like, get me back to camp. But but basically, um, in a world in which we want to belong, mm-hmm. we want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, the path of least resistance is to find a community that will accept us regardless of anything. Mm-hmm. And then that community begins to tell us we're somebody. Mm-hmm. But really all that's happening is that that identity is pulling out one part of us and making it the main thing about us. And so um, I gave the illustration of the claw on Sunday. And I think this is really helpful. Mm-hmm. We need... So the, the claw was the, the game at the arcade that comes in and picks out the one thing among all the things that will be the, the main thing. And uh, in Western culture, identity formation is kind of like that. There's all these parts of us that could be us. Sexuality, dreams, what we're good at, where we come from, the family we're from. And yet it seems, and I see this a lot with our young people, they, they, they will um, choose an authority, a group or a tribe, or maybe a one, one person, who they look to as very, very important that comes in and pulls out a part of them and says, now this is the main thing about you. Um, And that's because we have to have someone from the outside tell us we're somebody. And the claw is a great illustration because Jesus can come into our life, pull out the one thing about us that's the core version of us, and he's right about it. And in Christ is our gospel identity. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is, is really helpful in terms of how we how we live our lives as Christians that every day he gets to draw out of me and say, Eric, being a tattoo artist, that is fantastic. I have some tattoo friends that I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but even being a pastor, that's not the main core thing about me. It's my identity in Christ. So whatever I do with that identity, um, I can honor the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I I think is super helpful. My identity is not in my performance as a pastor or not in my lack of performance as a tattoo artist or sailing around the world or being a dad or being a coach. It's Jesus pulling out the identity. One other illustration that we've often used is it's your top card. Mm -hmm. All the desires in us, it's like a deck of cards. There's probably 52 of them, but there's one card that always gets played first. Mm -hmm. Your gospel identity is that top card. Yeah. Everything else shuffles in underneath it. So hopefully this makes sense and hopefully people can enjoy their gospel identity. Come back next week as we talk about how gospel identity integrates into every aspect of life. Yeah. Awesome. That's chapter four. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out and uh, for allowing me to be here. Uh, You guys have a good rest of your week. Thanks again for joining us for the fully delighted podcast. If you enjoyed this hopeful and helpful resource, We'd love to have you leave us a review or share an episode with a friend. For more information about SMCC, please visit us at our website at smccutah.org. Thank you for trusting us with your time, and we look forward to having you back again soon.